Greetings, Webcology listeners. The ecosystem of the web marketing world is always changing. Technology, and more importantly, radio is evolving. Introducing the next evolution of radio technology for web marketers, the webmasterradio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Listen live, download new shows daily, and stay connected through our social media network. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play now. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the last Thursday of November, the 29th of November, 2012. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined as always by Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. Dave, we were away last week. Uh, did, did, did you have a good rest? I didn't, but that's because we're in Canada. So <laughs> we didn't so, get a weekend, did we? So we, we didn't, no. Um, you know, I, it's, it is a nice, and I, I'm sure you're in the same boat, though, when you have those those holidays that our American friends don't or are celebrating and we're not, and you can sort of view it on, on our side of the border as fantastic. I've got, like, a couple bonus days to catch up on all the stuff that I, yeah, I without, never seem to get a chance to do. Without having to react to American clients or to other SEOs, Facebook was, like, silent. Yeah. Um, it was wonderful, except I didn't enjoy it. I didn't get all that work done that I was supposed to get done. I didn't ream through those proposals or, um, you know, finally fix that damn web page that, 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 you know, passes as our corporate site. I was sick. I was so sick last week. And this is actually a segue into something I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in talking about, something Google's going to be doing. I had, I got to tell you, Dave, I had probably the worst flu I've had in a decade. I was, it was neon snot gross. Um, just awful. But, uh, since the flu's going around a lot this year, and aside from telling people that you really ought to get your flu shot, if you're not going to get your flu shot, check Google. Because Google is going to be using its search data to predict where the next flu outbreak is going to be happening. It's going to be publishing that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think they may be doing it already. I'm not positive, and as I'm speaking, I'm checking. But I did read that Google is going to be using search data to predict where the, where the next major flu outbreak will be happening, um, at least in North America, probably around the world. And they can do this because, you know, when you begin to feel sick, you type into Google, flu symptoms. Well, right. if a whole bunch of people, say, in the Pacific Northwest – start typing flu symptoms and Google sees a major uptick in people researching symptoms or cure or whatever, anything to do with the flu, Google knows that a bunch of folks in the Pacific Northwest are suffering the flu. And so it can, you know, it can say quite you know, authoritatively, um, don't go there unless you want to catch the flu. <laughs> and I'm telling you all out there in radio land, you don't want to get this one. It was like eating tinfoil. It sucked. Oh, it was awful. Eating tinfoil. Nice. Nice couple pleasant pictures. Everybody sort of cringed a little bit. <laughs> That's how bad it was, man. It was the worst. Anyway, this is the first day I've actually felt 100%. And, you know, 
I, I, it's funny. I was saying, I was saying to my staff earlier, you gotta, you gotta get really sick to appreciate how nice normal is. Yeah, that is the only perk to it. I, I, I agree. I, I rarely get sick, but um, I, I tend to agree. As, as you heal, you're like, oh right, right. That's what awesome feels like. <laughs> Normally, I take it for granted, but. Today, I, you know, you can truly appreciate it. Um, I, I think it's it an interesting natural extension. I, I remember them kind of playing around with similar things um, related to disasters and that sort of thing a couple of years ago. Um, makes a, a lot of sense. I, I really like seeing Google taking some initiatives and, and doing things like this. Because, uh, of course, they can. They're, they're the primary source of data like this. Um, so, yeah, you could take, you know, flu symptoms or, I mean, heck, Google will have the list of, you know, what the symptoms are. So if somebody's punching in, you know, like chewing tinfoil, well, they know, hey, this guy probably has the flu. <laughs> Indeed, that um, web <laughs> So you know, they've got yeah all these nice nice connections, and and they are a data source that we just um, you know that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. So um, I, I think it's great that they they use in in this case. You know, we 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 rag on them a little bit every now and then for sort of straying away from that "don't be evil" philosophy. But it is nice when they um, use their use their power for good. Uh, and, and let us know. Of course, then that, you know, you do hit that funny one of are, are you better off knowing if I live in Seattle and I work in Seattle and I got to stay in Seattle, is it really better if I know that in the Pacific Northwest the flu's starting to really hit or am I better to just live in ignorance? Well, I, <laughs> you, know what? you are far better to know and I'll tell you why. And I, I, I don't mean to sound like an old prude, even though I'm, uh, I kind of am. <laughs> you know that like four out of five people? And these aren't the four out of five dentists, and if they are, you've got to get a new dentist. Four out of five people don't wash their hands after going to the washroom, and then they touch the doorknob, or they, uh, you yeah. know, they uh, play on your computer, or on your keyboard, or whatever. So yeah, it is good to know, because it'll remind you to like, take this just easy, common-sense precautions, you know? I think it's yeah, worth- well, you know what? That is a good point, and that you know your your risks are higher, so take some extra precautions. I, I'm not even going to get into how much I hate those four to five. Well, not hate, well, I guess I don't hate them oh, as I, human I beings, hate but I hate because it, it, it does it drives you nuts, right? And in, in a weird non-SEO, you know, segue or or, or tangent to to travel down, but it's like, but then I have to open the door. So why did I just wash my hands? Because <laughs> now I have to touch that door, and you didn't. Me. Um, cost my company thousands of dollars last week. That's thousands of dollars in lost productivity. Multiply yep. that by like, you know, thousands of companies across your own city. And, you know, that's you're talking billions of dollars a year lost in lost productivity because people don't mm-hmm. wash their hands. It's crazy. It's true. It's true. And you could one could also say, you know, in, in a lot of other cultures, we're we're a little too, uh, and, and myself included, a little too vain over here. But there's a lot of cultures where they'll actually wear a mask. That it doesn't protect you from the flu outside; it protects the outside from your flu. Um, so that's you'll you'll see many people from different cultures wearing masks and things like that. And it is it's them protecting the world because they're sick. And it's like okay, I mean, because you'll see the masks. These aren't masks that actually filter germs at that level, um, but they do stop say mucus and things like that from coming out of you into the air. So um, okay, maybe, <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, um, okay, we've got a few news points we need to cover, and only about. Five ten minutes to cover it because we got an exciting guest coming up. We do have an exciting guest. Uh, just, you know, I, I, I want to jump in and just say who the guest is. We have Laura LePay. 
Coming up, one of the most dynamic people who've ever, ever been in search. We got her coming up in oh, about 10 minutes here on Webcology. Before we get to that, what did you think of um, – what do you want? To, what do you? What do you want to jump to? We had we had this great new segment set up, and then SEW Weekly comes on and uses every story we were going to use. So like, yeah, you know, what we need to do. We need to switch our show's order. Then we can screw right. them up week after week. <laughs> yeah, I want to use them as a crib sheet. Heavens, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. So what are we looking at here? We got. Um, I like the Strugal story myself. I mean, they covered it too, but it's it's definitely worth noting a second time, eh? It, it is, and I mean, we got to remember a lot of our listeners are downloading the show later and stuff, may not have heard it live, so we will be covering a lot of this, will be new to a lot of our listeners. So um, you, you remember a time when you could depend on going to Google, and when you saw a search result there, you knew it was algorithmically created? Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently it doesn't work that way anymore. Uh, if you want to be in Google Shopping, if you want to be one of their shopping Results. But a friend, you will pay. Yeah. You will have to pay for it. These aren't algorithmic results. This isn't the best of X, Y, and Z of X, Y, and Z product. Something somebody's paid for. Yeah. Um, oh, and I, I remember when this was starting to happen. You know, we all got the emails like, hey, you'll be in for a little bit longer, but you're going to have to pay. Um and Bing is making some good uh, good traction with this. I, I, I respect for Bing. I mean, we can go down the, the, the tangent of should Google be doing this? Do they have the right to do it, etc. But I think the big story and what's kind of fun is that Bing's calling them out. And in a, in a great way. Um, like, I think it, it's, you know, basically coming out going, hey, but remember that part where you said don't be evil and, and made us feel that the results were going to be, you know, sort of based on merit? What happened to that? Right? This is basically what they're, you know, sort of tongue-in-cheek trying to, um, trying to, to put out. Um, I, uh, I got a hat tip on a, on a really, really, really good... Um, marketing strategy and i love the scroogled like really timely right <laughs> with the with the christmas shopping and and all that sort of stuff so brilliant marketing ploy um thoughts and and in case anybody out there in radio land was wondering bing has gone as far as actually giving us a full definition of the word scroogled <laughs> and it reads uh screw gold the new google practice of selling their shopping search Search results to the highest bidder. See also bamboozled, befuddled, duped, flimflammed, hoodwinked, and hornswoggled. I like that. I like that word hornswoggled. It's one of my favorite I, I ones of all. Um, I, I mean, I, I you know had to, and we can go. I mean, I, I do know Google's been doing this. Um, you know, is this a, a horrible, horrible thing? Um, the only thing I don't like about it, and it's it's really the only thing, because again, I think Google has every right to to monetize their site. Um, the, the thing I don't like about it, though, is that it was it was based on merit for so long um, that, well, you know, quote unquote merit. The sites were hiring SEOs, and you know, but you know that as an aside, it was being ba- Google wasn't it wasn't a highest bidder kind of kind of area. Now it is, and I think a lot of people may be misled by that, and I think that's where the big problem comes in is you don't even look to see if it's paid anymore because for so many years it wasn't, and then all of a sudden it was, and 
Um, you know, I mean, there's there's more to the story than that, but well, it, there is, and I, I, just, I just want to jump this in here because uh, Miranda Miller, the, the one of the hosts of SCW Weekly, uh, was kind enough to just share with with me right now in Facebook a statement Google made to the Inquirer, and uh, Google said that they made the transition to Google Shopping to improve the shopping experience for their users. They believe it had. Uh, Google believes that having a commercial relationship with merchants will encourage them to keep their product information fresh and up-to-date. Higher quality data, whether it's accurate prices, the latest offerings, or product availability, should mean better shopping results for users, which in turn should create higher traffic quality for merchants. Now, that's Google's own words. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well so, played. Yeah. <laughs> Google believes that having a commercial relationship with merchants will encourage them to keep their product information fresh and up-to-date, as opposed to having fresh and up-to-date product information on the world's largest information distribution system. Right. I mean, this is, this is why Overture is the most powerful search engine on the planet, right? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? If... If you had shareholders, you might just think like a bastard too, Dave. <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, you know, thank you. I, I understand why they're doing it. It is their right. It is their property. We know my problems. But back to the original story. Uh, well played, Bing. That was really, really bright. Now, one thing Bing, Bing did point out is these are not necessarily algorithmic results, which is a hell of a, seg- hell of a segue into the next thing I kind of want to talk about. Um, just in time for Christmas, it appears that it's it's out there. Google's giving hand jobs. Gotcha. We were just drinking coffee or something. I, I was, yes. Ah, I everything in this business. Uh. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. So Google has a team of um, individuals who are now actually checking search results. They, they actually have um, thousands of at-home workers who, who are checking and manipulating search results from home based on, well, based, basically based on freshness of the information, uh, along with several other criteria. So, again, it's out there that this isn't just algorithmic search. There are human choices being made in the top 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and here's why I don't like that. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, there, there's a certain, you know, um, lending that I think a, a human being can give um, to search results. That's fantastic. But you and I know, and, and any business owner knows, that when you're trying to scale to something in volume, something has to suffer. Right? And that's my big concern with that fact is if you're needing these people to do a high volume of manual checks, which they will to make this a, you know, something that even works, then that means that these people are now running queries for things that are outside their information set. And, and, and having to judge the results of something they might not even understand. I mean, if you grabbed my grandmother and dropped her off and said, you know what, we need you to search SEO services and, and decide, you know, is, does this top 10 make sense? Well, you know, hopefully grandma would, you know, root one for me. But she would have no context of understanding what was around it, right? Or, or something medical or drop me in on something dealing with, you know, engineering or something like 
we're going to end up with people trying to make decisions based in areas that they don't even understand what the query type was or, or what the person reasonably would be searching for. So I think that's where we're going to hit some problems with that. I would like to see this more in a, and all these notes go back to Google internally and engineers, you know, figure it out. If they're going live, I actually do have some problems with that because it's, I think it's worse um, than basing it as I think, you know, they, they have typically, which is, you know, watch which one, you know, your users click on and then how long until they're back at you again, right? Let, let your mass users choose, not somebody who may not actually understand what they're looking for. Just my two bits. And, and, and agreed. Now, this is already live, by the way, Dave. I mean, this, this is out there in the ecosystem. Um, okay. Ah. <sighs> Then I do have huge problems with it. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering, is it, is it fully live? I, I didn't see the – was it fully live or was it something they were just doing more internally? It's live. So, okay. Then I just have huge problems with, with this and, yeah, go figure. I, I have problems with something Google's doing. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see how this turns out. But you know what? We've already made it to quarter past the hour. It's uh, – well, it's 2.17 Eastern, I imagine it's 11.17 Pacific, and it's whatever the hell time it is if you're listening to podcast. but it is time to go to commercial. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stay tuned, friends. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Laura LePay, the new CEO of the American operation of SEOGadget.com. This is going to be a, a, a terribly interesting conversation. Stay tuned. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. This is Maria Retan, host of Purse Strings, wishing you and yours a warm and happy holiday season and a very festive new year. Hope that business is good and you continue to market to moms because she's going to drive your bottom line. From all of us to all of you, WebmasterRadio.fm, wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And Dave and I are joined by, uh, well, by the newly minted CEO of the U.S. Division of SEO Gadget, our guest today has excelled in pretty every every part of her various careers. One's a rollerblader at Ringling Brothers Circus. This former Yahooligan has made an enormous mark over a decade or more in search. Laura LePay, welcome to Webcology. Hi, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, earlier this week, uh, you announced that you'd been named the CEO of the U.S. division of SEOGadget.com. Yeah. Well, that means aside from talking about your career trajectory, we're going to be talking SEO gadgets today on Webcology, and I guess it's uh, I guess it's probably most appropriate to start talking about the company that just made you CEO of their U.S. division, SEOGadget.com. There's uh, some interesting stuff going on there. Um, how, how did you becoming the CEO of the U.S. division come about? <laughs> um, I had no plans. Undoing anything. I was running with How's Your Pony. I, I actually had plans for How's Your Pony. This, this is the deal. And um, I had it kind of drawn out. In two years, I wanted to be at this place, you know, and doing these things. And I went to MozCon. And um, I actually, I emceed MozCon this year, which is really fun. And uh, Richard Baxter spoke. And when I, uh, the minute I saw what he was doing, you know, I had seen little pieces of it, heard it here and there. But I didn't, I just didn't, you know, with all the noise all the SEO noise. I, you know, I just didn't really have any idea. And so I saw what he presented and, um, you know, dude is brilliant. And I'm, you know, I, I was like, we need to have a drink. We need to talk about this. We need to work on something. We need to partner together was, was what I was thinking. Um, because you know, the things that I want to do with how's your pony, he was doing them and doing them way better. That team is just incredible. And, um, you know, they're doing it now and I wasn't going to try and compete. I was like, let's partner. So, um, Several drinks later, we didn't have that. We're like blah 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 blah, and so we tried again later, and uh, we had that conversation. And he actually said, "You know what? Well, we're thinking about, um, uh, you know, opening up a shop in the U.S. And so why don't we think about doing that in San Francisco and have to run it? It's like perfect. It all it all makes sense. And uh, I I think what they do combined with what I do is just uh, it's just amazing." It's. I don't think there's anything like it out there. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a really good 2013. Okay. Now, I, my the the first question I'd want to ask is, what does SEO Gadget do? But if you go to their website, you'll see that they do a hell of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, if you could do it in 25 words or less, how would you describe SEO Gadget? In 25 words or less. Um, it's a yeah, very small elevator. Tested. <laughs> 
Uh, this is like writing title tags. How do I fit everything into whole <laughs> 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 characters? Um, yeah. So, well, they're they're just crazy smart and they're crazy passionate about what they do. So, you know, they they're doing the same thing that most agencies are doing in terms of you know um, doing site audits and and content strategy. I I would say. Um, you know, it's really business focused. We're looking at um, the audiences, what the business goals are, how do we help them get to those goals through the search channel, and um, you know, through audits and content strategy. Um, and they're doing content promotions. There's a lot of um, you know, knowing the audience and who the audience is, it uh, who the audience is, what they want, what they need, where they are online. Um, creating content that is engaging and as cool, you know, as cool as possible, like really cool stuff. These guys put a lot of effort into doing good work there and, um, and going out and getting them visibility in places, you know, other places where the target audiences are reading stuff like Mashable and GigaOM and, you know, wherever, wherever the target audiences are. So yeah, there's, there's um, CRO too, which I think is awesome. I, I didn't do CRO at How's Your Pony. Um, and I was just putting together a proposal this morning and looking at all the, the numbers. They're all just amazing. Like the, these guys get really good results. So I'm excited to start doing some of that in the U.S. Well, when, prepare, when preparing uh, my, my, my questions for you, the, obviously the, one of the first things I did is go to SEO Gadget and clicked on the What We Do Like. And that brings uh-huh. down a drop down, which uh, shows three different areas of well, I guess what SEO Gadget does. And the very first one really interests me. Social media and gamification. <laughs> the gamification yep. of marketing. How do you all do that? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's probably more a question for Richard because um, I haven't implemented it yet. Um, but, um, yeah, it just depends on the client. You have to have the right kind of client. And, um, for example, one that we're, we're proposing to now um, they've got stuff that's that's super engaging, and so we actually just started to have that conversation about maybe there's there's some gamification to do here. But truthfully, I really couldn't tell you just yet. Um, I'm not even I'm I'm not even officially I don't even have the paperwork done yet. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, okay, well you know, uh, Brasco, let's 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 do this next week, eh? Um, <laughs> uh, when I think of gamification, uh, I think I think of. Uh, uh, at the most basic level, something like a customer loyalty card. Like, you know, when you go to a coffee shop and you get the coffee shop to stamp your card ten times and you get a free cup of coffee. Right, right, right. Now, that's really low-tech gamification because it sure. makes being loyal to that, you know, going back again, pulling up the card and getting that fun stamp. Yeah. You know, that gets you your reward after a while. Imagine what – I mean – just with the various clients that, that my company has, and I can imagine Dave, some of Dave's clients, some of your clients, there's a myriad of ways to make um, you know product selection, search, or just doing whatever conversion action more fun for the consumer. Right, and engaging. Yeah, yeah. The you know, I mean, since since search is a popularity game, right? It's it's more than just your title tags, your on-page optimization. It's who's popular, right? So um, the popularity part is it could be links, it could be social um, activity, and of course it could be you know on-site engagement. And part of that, part of the on-site engagement thing is you know if people are sticking around and they're coming back all the time, you know hopefully that's going to help you. Um, but on top of that, you know the we we are looking at the business needs as well, and and a lot of these guys, especially in entertainment. 
um, their revenue is just page views. You know, they're selling display ads and page views. The more page views they've got, the more they can get people to come back, the more money they make. So it really just depends on the the client, whether that, you know, how we get them engaged and involved and, um, you know, so on. Now, how much I, I've, of course, looked through your through your site as well, and 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 for, well, not that you've drawn up the paper yet, but I'm sure you've looked through <laughs> the, the website. Um, how much of that do you think? I mean, I'm noticing as a philosophy, and I like to think I do it well, but you've you've really engaged visitors in, in a great way here um, on on your site. Um, how much of of and I know we haven't done gamification, but understanding the principle, do you think SEO gadgets doing it? And what I mean by that um, is, I notice it. Really, when I land there, if I've got even a, a, an interest in marketing um, or in, in having it done for me, you do a great job on, on the site itself, or, or I guess they have thus far, and I'm sure you'll, you'll add to it, of no matter what I might be wanting to do or what my budget might be, here's a shiny thing. <laughs> like be it tools or blogs. So, or you see that. <laughs> well, it's it's quite bright now. How much of that is is gamification? Just keeping me there, no matter what my interest is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the CEO Richard Richard Baxter is is very much a shiny things type of person. Put something shiny in front of him, and you've got his attention. And I, funny that you say that about the site because um, I, it is sort of like that. But I know they just did um, the CRO guy um, in the UK. His name is Fabian um, Fabian Alvarez, and. Um, he did some, they just redid the site not too long ago. They did some user testing and some, some, um, CRO on their own site and just redid it. I'd say probably like a month ago. So, um, you know, it's a lot of it's based around user feedback and what people liked and didn't like and wanted to see more of and what was working and what didn't. So, um, that's interesting that you say that. <laughs> what are the, the plans? I mean, not that I know you're, you're you will know why you've been brought in, I think, more or are being brought in. I mean, you may not know all everybody's plans yet because I know the ink isn't dry. But um, how, how, I guess, in lending things, and, and I know that they're, 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 it's very clear, it's a big push on content um, and, and making it engaging and getting, you know, be a content video, tools, whatever that, that content might be. What are some good directions? That, what do you think you will be adding into to this team in the way of, of adding what they can offer um, to their to their clients. Yeah, if you guys know, um, if you're familiar with SEO Gadget, they they're just I really seriously they're just brilliant. I'm so I'm so psyched about these guys, and I, it's it's not that often that you hear me say that about a lot of agencies. And um, <laughs> I don't know, in like you know, so many years, I'm a little jaded, but um, the they they have this sort of um, I don't know, this this sort of scrappiness in a way, but they really, really, really care about um, the, the client and making the client happy and doing really good work. And, um, you know, my they've got this ongoing thing. They do content promotion. They do support. They, they have reporting. Um, and with How's Your Pony, I was mostly doing strategy and being in these competitive verticals in places like, you know, with Yahoo and CNET and all these, um, you know, bigger enterprise companies I do a lot of strategy because it's all about like, you know, how are we going to be more popular than the next guy to get those, to naturally get those links and get the visibility and social sharing or whatever. It's really very product strategy focused. And, um, you know, so I think combining that, the content strategy, the, the product strategy with the the execution that these guys do, um, 
I think that's what really brings a lot of value to it. Plus, well, you know, the analytical, all of us. So, I, what we do with with our customer. <laughs> You know, Laura, more than most of us in the industry, you've been very, very close to the search engines. You were a hooligan for a while. <laughs> How much of that experience can you bring over and, and, and help businesses with their websites and, and understanding how to, how to work their websites for, for, for optimal search results? <laughs> I wish I had a good analogy for that because I would say that, like, you know, um, being at Yahoo was – that was the toughest job I ever had. And it wasn't necessarily because it was in-house, because it was competitive landscape. It was because Yahoo properties get all their traffic from front page. So they get like 2%, 5%, 6% traffic searched. So they didn't you want mean, it. They didn't you want mean people Yahoo. aren't going to Google and typing in Yahoo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, today or six <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how long have you been away from Yahoo for? Oh, uh, I think I left in 2010. Okay, so Marissa has invited you up to the terrace for drinks. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes that line of questioning. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though, being a Yahoo, um, you really. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You hear that? Is that you guys calling me? You're calling me while you're while we're no, that's on. Not, that's, that's not me. Oh. Is that you, Dave? <laughs> no. It's so sorry. I have like 15 windows open. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> Let me just close them all here. It's probably Yahoo calling. <laughs> sorry, Marissa. She's ours. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll tell you what. Though. Being it's a Yahoo. So competitive there, or they're in such competitive spaces that that's where the strategy part started. It's like Yahoo Health sat there and you know implemented SEO when they when they relaunched in 2007. They had a guy on my team that was sitting there with every week, and they did their title tags, their on page, their internal linking, all that stuff. We were so proud of them, and they launched, and um, uh, it was flat because they didn't think about their competition and what they were up against. And at the time, it was WebMD. And so, you know, so what if you have, you know, an optimized site? It doesn't matter. You really need to do so much more. You need to provide something that people are going to want. They're going to get excited about. And that affects SEO. You know, so that back then, that's when this, the strategy thing started. Uh, Let's go to break in, in just a second. But before we do, um, you left Yahoo in 2010. Now, I, th- I think a lot of us have a, have a feeling on our stomachs that Yahoo is on an ascendancy right now. <laughs> no, Yahoo is, 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 is right. feels like it's making <laughs> a comeback. But a lot of us gossiped, a lot of us talked, and you know, n- very few of us actually knew. How was the atmosphere there while, 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 while you were there? Uh, you know, I, had, I definitely bled purple. Um, you, know, I, I, you know that song, Keep on Loving You? Uh, when I left, that was my Yahoo song <laughs> because I tried, you know, I tried so hard. I really had this, you know, really wanted Yahoo to do well. And um, it just depends, you know, it, it depends on who you were working with because there's so many people there. There's, you know, there was like 13,000 people there when I was there. I was the one SEO in the U.S., you know, for, except for the, the short while that I had a team. Um, so you work with all kinds of people, and sometimes you knock on doors and they don't answer, and sometimes they, you know, 
they they're they're really fun really really great group of people though i mean these people are a lot of them will be my lifelong friends and so um you know it it was it, it was a little bit all over the place overall it was tough it was really tough because like i said you know they were getting so much traffic it's hard to get buy in sure well what's your gut sense telling you um how do you think yahoo's doing and if if you were there or you were in marissa's shoes where would you be taking it Vending machines. That's the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Monkey's paw search. Pull this lever. Whatever comes out, it comes out. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That's the strategy. Where do you... um, I don't want to stick on Yahoo. Uh, Before we go to break, I do want to get one more Yahoo question in. Where do you see their, their biggest strength? Is it display? Is it search? Is it their partnership with Bing? Like, like where are, where are they at? It's their, their data they have. They have insane data. They have an insane amount of data. I mean, that's their biggest um, asset anyway. But they, in terms of their properties, you know, it's always been search and mail and um, uh, what was the other one? <laughs> I don't remember. It's been a while. Display. I, th- I think it's display. Sure, sure. And sure. I work primarily with media. So with media, it was, um, yeah, <laughs> it was finance and sports and news were the, were the darlings of, of the media properties. And they still are. They do, they are doing a really good job, I think. Okay. Last question, uh, before we go to break and also last question about Yahoo. If, uh, how would you suggest SEOs approach Yahoo today? Did I say I suggest SEOs approach Yahoo? No, I, I asked how you would suggest, if you were to suggest it at all. Look, if you, you're going to work at Yahoo as an SEO, you have to really have some thick skin because um, it's so tough. It's so tough trying. You know, in-housers always um, say how hard their job is, you know, because you have to get everyone to collaborate and to do what you want, you know, want them to do. And just because, you know, at places where these networks like AOL and Microsoft and Yahoo, where they get so much traffic, the floodgates are open of traffic from the, um, from the uh, uh, front door that, you know, you really have to work on buy-in a lot of the time. You have to have a really good thick skin. Oh, so as if you want Yahoo as a client? No, 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 no. I meant like we're we're marketing on behalf of our clients um, for the most, whether we're in house or whether we're um, out house agencies. Oh, <laughs> um, I see. So you're looking for some contacts. I see. <laughs> no, 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 no. Is should we be optimizing for Yahoo? Should we be be considering Yahoo's role with Bing? Um, oh, I see. I see. Optimizing for Yahoo. I haven't heard that in a while. Um, <laughs> I, I think you might like hear it, you know, for old times' sake. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I'm going to say what everybody says. It, it's not optimizing for the search engines; it's optimizing for your audiences, right? And you, you're you're doing the. It's there's two things. There's two parts. There's the making sure your site is crawlable contextually. The site health, right? Crawlable contextually. Um, the search engines can figure out what all the pages are, and it's sort of, I you know, truthfully, I don't I don't look at the search engines differently that way for most part. For the most part. Other than maybe some XML feed stuff, I mean, you're, you're sending those out to different search engines. But um, uh, you know, and then you have your content strategy, which is what makes you popular. And so, yeah, I, I don't look at it in terms of um, optimizing for Yahoo or or Bing or Google. Okay. Um, on that, if we can't stick around for a few minutes, we have to take a, okay. a quick break here on Webcology. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from. 
Digital Always Media. We're joined by Laura LePay from SEOGadgets.com. Friends, you're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stick around. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated. Labs.com. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 11th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2013. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 11th Annual IAC Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. Happy holidays. Whoa. Happy holidays. Whoa. That's about the best singing we've ever done on the show. Yeah, when I don't say words, it really comes out great. Yeah, we're Michael, Neil, and Laura. We're off the LinkedIn rock stars. Yes. Happy holidays, everybody. We've, we've so much enjoyed being in front of you and being part of your lives, I hope. Yeah, and I hope you listen to the show. Hope you enjoy it, and happy holidays. From all of us to all of you, webmasterradio.fm, wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, <laughs> only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the host Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. And uh, you know, you know the weird thing about doing a live radio show while you're like, you know, actually at work and you're monitoring what your staff is doing. I, I, I just saw going into a Dropbox folder where it shouldn't go. A uh, lengthy string of numbers. JPEG, and I, I'm going to do my best not to look. So I'm not. I'm not looking. I just. I just, I, I just know that whomever did that is listening, and I'm wondering what the hell was that. Anyway, just so you know, I know. Anyway, back to the show. <laughs> um, Laura, I want to talk about uh, moving forward. I want to talk about SEO tools. Search. I, I, I don't even want to call it SEO anymore because SEO doesn't really feel like SEO. You know, it used to be that we were working with websites to try to get web ranking, and that's so not the game anymore. <laughs> Looking forward, what do you, where where do you think the practice of whatever the heck it is we do 
is going. Hmm. Right. Well, you know, uh, when this whole SEO is dead conversation started, however many years ago, um, I understood why, because it, it's um, because of the nature of the way it's changing, right? Um, the, In fact, that's when I first started seeing people not wanting to be called SEOs and, um, you know, starting to look at what their roles are and how they, how they change. And, um, you know, it's still happening now, uh, especially after the last couple of Google updates. Right. But, um, it's, it's definitely going more towards the way of marketing and, um, uh, will, will and like I said, the way I think of it is, is, um, it's two things. It's being contextually relevant, like having a clean bill of health. Oh, the, the old SEO, that's the new SEO to me. You know, making sure your site is, is, you know, you go through your webmaster tools, you pull the data, you see what pro- kind of problems you have, you have your title tags, your on-page, your, your, your architecture, your linking, your structure, all that stuff. Um, and then once you have this clean bill of health, then you go out and you do content strategy, and content strategy is that popularity thing. What's gonna, what are you up against out there, right? And and what's gonna make you more popular than them? Um, you know, what's going to get people to link to you, get people to share your stuff, get people excited about it, want to stay on the site, spend time on the site, all that stuff. And so that, that's really the two sort of major ways that I look at SEO, and and um, you know. So, in your practice and and in in, in your mind, what role does social media play in SEO? What's the social media play? Oh, um, you know, uh, the first time I had seen any real evidence of this is when Danny wrote something up on, um, uh, oh, I don't even remember where it was. It must have been Search Engine Land. Um, Maybe a year and a half ago or so. I'm not really sure. Maybe even two years ago. Um, where he had sent in some questions to Bing and Google about, you know, how social affects their rankings. And I gridded it all out. Like, they answered, you know, they didn't answer everything in black and white. You know, you had to kind of leave some of it to try and figure it out. But, um, um, you know, you could then that there's that social plays a role. And I think there's a couple of things. Well, or I'll maybe getting natural links or your sites, but it's um, social shares as well. And social shares, even though they're close, mostly right, they are indicators of this being something hot. And when you have really influential, um, especially sharing it, then that's even better. And whether or not they can tell if that person's even in the same industry, like if I'm in auto industry, for example, and I writing stuff about Ferraris and some, you know, Ferrari, major Ferrari dude um, uh, on Twitter, you know, tweets my article, you know, I don't know if they can tell that it's in the same industry, the same context, but um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they could. And so there's what I think can help um, a, a URL or a page rank when Oh, Laura, you have just invented a whole new subsection of the in- industry. <laughs> I, I guarantee it. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm just watching the. Uh, I'm just watching Search Engine Watch now, waiting for the article to come up. <laughs> How to boost your rankings? Get people from the same industry to retweet you. <laughs> <laughs> Always right. Those guys are smart. Got to think. 
uh, you know, I I went to college three times and only graduated once. So I try to think like them. Those guys are, you know, those guys are are crazy smart. You know, they're out there. Um, you know, if you if you if you um, follow. Um, SEO by the sea. There's some great, great stuff on there. You know, if you're looking at the patents and the things that the search engines are thinking about and writing about, they have conferences um, all around, um, you know, um, algorithms and, and pulling data and semantics and all this stuff. And if you just sort of, you know, poke around there, follow it, keep up with what they're talking about, you have a good idea of what they're thinking and, and what to be aware of and how to think ahead for your own, you know, optimization efforts. You just give me a great segue because something I wanted to ask while I've well I've got the opportunity and we've got you here on the show and it's just a little bit early just just a few days uh, too early to be asking these kind of questions but I might not have you on before uh, in the next month. We're talking about patents. Led us to you know of course that leads you to watching what is coming predictions coming up for uh, for 2013. Do you have any anything you can see sort of happening be it, you know with any of the major engines any any sort of shifts that you could predict? Uh, coming up and, and things that we as marketers should be looking out for? Um, I have worries. <laughs> oh. I worry. I'm a, like Johnny Cash. I'm a worried man. Um, what are you worrying about, Laura? <laughs> let, us, let, let us help you. <laughs> you got that scotch? Um, so I, I think that in terms of the, what the search engines are thinking, um, yeah, I... I, I I worry about the, the sort of wider side of content marketing, of link building, still being something that's, um, you know, I, I, someone that you had on your show the other day mentioned, um, his name is Jeff from Fang, yeah, that guy. Um, had mentioned- <laughs> Him. <laughs> In a long morning. Um, uh, he mentioned the link building and intent. Right, and um, I think that the what I worry about, you know, is a link building from. Is Google going to be able to figure out, you know, if you're placing stuff, if you're creating great things on behalf of your clients and placing it, um, are they going to be able to figure that out? They, they, they're, you know, trying to support article marketing, um, but what about what about that? What about you know? A lot of my clients have um, partnerships with other other big. Um, sites in their industry and their, you know, the content that they don't have on their site that's related, they share back and forth and, and which is of course links. So, um, you know, is that all going to go downhill and we need to restructure everything, you know, after that or, or what, you know, that's what I worry about from the marketing side, from the SEO industry side. I think, you know, you just start to see a lot more people thinking about, um, thinking outside of the, the on-page stuff and more of the, Product strategy, um, marketing strategy, building SEO into an entire marketing strategy. How does it all connect? And um, hopefully, hopefully, you know, you'll see more SEOs starting to think about the business itself and marketing as um, SEO as part of an entire marketing, um, you know, solution. So I just want to make sure I understand, like your the, the the focus in your answer, and I, I think it's a very very good one for everybody to consider. Um, seems to be more a, a concern of, of what's coming through all of these updates. And, and just to make sure I understand, are we talking the, the, the big concern in your case seems to be on, if I'm understanding you, collateral damage, where they're trying to attack one thing, um, but inadvertently um, they're making rules that end up negatively impacting strategies that belong, that are white hat, that, that are basically what they're telling us we should yeah. want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for example, um, I um, I have a client who um, 
who does a, who he has a site they have a site that's all um it's a lot of really great stuff but they they have these girls like they have a lot of hot women on their site right and there's a whole section for it and um they all the hot women you know will have their own pages and stuff and they have they're they're you know a really they're a big network and um they've got um partners and some of their partners are also um uh targeting foods <laughs> And uh, it's not GoDaddy. <laughs> it's not GoDaddy. Um, so their, their partners are also targeting dudes. You know, um, they're dude sites. You know, sites that dude read that don't have girl content. Like you know, but they but their audiences would be interested in it. So part of what they do is look at um, you know how could we you know send them to like let's say the sports the site that's uh, all about sports is their partner. And they, um, you know, they, they send traffic back and forth and they, in fact, don't, when these guys, when they set this stuff up, they're not even thinking about SEO. Typically their, their, their biz dev people are like, how can we create partnerships that will get us more visibility on other sites where our, where our audiences are. And, you know, I look at that and I see it as SEO because the, that visibility is links back and forth. The sports site is sending links, you know, AK and traffic to the, the dude site and the dude site with the women is sending you know, um, the same thing links back to the other site. So these guys in, you know, in these big networks that I work with, they, these biz dev people don't think of it as SEO usually. And in fact, they usually have an SEO, hire an SEO who comes in and goes, holy shit, what's going on here? And, um, that's what I wonder. I worry about stuff like that. You know, like is, is, is Google or the search engines going to start penalizing that? And then how does that change the whole game? You know, especially for biz dev. Well, weirdly, I mean, how could they punt that? That's exactly what you're supposed to be doing on the web. You got a reason to send to send a legitimate reason to send somebody over here. You know, yeah. um, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I, I, I guess I think of it as, um, you know, uh, it's always a possibility. So, what do you do? Well, well, it's you like know. we didn't see this coming back in 2004, but 2004, 2005, when Google made links a commodity. We knew. I mean, like, you just knew that years in the future, this these kind of questions were going to come up. Mm. And, you know, as Google tries to weave its way out of the trap it set for itself, the moment the moment it it published the little page, you remember that one to ten page rank icon that used to, used to be mm-hmm. up there. The moment it published that, it made links into a commodity. Mm-hmm. Now, as SEOs, we have to think of the reason for every link, and then. I think it's absolutely appropriate that a site showing pictures of beautiful women would would then prompt me to go over to the sports section because that's what I'm likely going to do because I'm a guy and that's the kind of crap I'm interested in, girls and sports. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense to me too. But, you know, I just uh, – it's sort of this risk. It's the, it's the way I think about it. You know, no. the, years ago, I, I was – you know, I was definitely on the, the – um, I was, I have never, I'm not a link builder. I'm not a link buyer. I don't you know. It's not something that I have any past with because people says don't do it. I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to do it because they're going to get me. <laughs> they're going to get me. And then, you know, and then the updates came around. And so you, because they can, they can do this. You always just wonder, you know, will they, what, and what will they do? And, and I mean, just, it's really just the nature, my nature of thinking ahead and, you know, getting, you know, starting to think about if this happens tomorrow, what's going to be, what's our plan? Uh, Laura, we're down to our last question. We're down to our last minute, actually. So, so if you can make it a really quick answer. Um, you've been in this game as long as Dave and I have. 
have, in your, you know, just based it on your experience, are clients or web developers or the teams that you're working with who aren't SEOs, are they getting it? Are they, are they understanding SEO better today than they were, say, four or five years ago? Thank God they are, yes. God, because the training is like you spend half your life training people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's refreshing. It's really refreshing. It's, I get clients now that, you know, even the guys, you know, running the sites, the, the, the CEOs understand SEO. And, um, you know, to a degree, of course. And, and it's crazy refreshing. I, I love it. It's, um, it's nice to not have to do as much education and actually just get, you know. Indeed. You know, you, know, you know what's crazy refreshing, Laura? What's that? Having you as a guest on our show. That's <laughs> crazy refreshing. Oh, thanks. Um, thank you. We're out of time. I'm, I, I, I hate saying that every week. Somehow we make it through an hour every week, and we just did it again. So Laura LePay, the new CEO of the American Division of SEOGadget.com, thank you so much for spending time with us today on the radio. Thank you. It was fun. Uh, friends, that was Laura LePay, again, the new, uh, the new CEO, the SEO CEO of SEOGadget.com, um, at the American Division. Um, Dave, Dave, why don't you take us out? I do this every week. It's your turn. <laughs> All right. This is Dave Davies. Uh, thanks, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, this is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, joined, as always, uh, by Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. And today, the pleasure. Uh, Laura, thank you so much. Um, and join us next week. We'll have another great show for you. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.